and welcome into episode 15 of Cap Chat, the official independent voice of Broughton Athletics. And uh, happy new year. And today I am pleased to welcome into Cap Chat Studios a person that I probably consider to be one of the most influential figures in Broughton basketball world, in the Broughton basketball world, uh, Mr. Mike Palmer. Due to inclement weather, we weren't able to uh, lure Tyler in um, for another episode, but we'll be sure to check back in with Tyler later on in the season. But um, we're lucky enough to get another Palmer in here. We've kind of got the Palmer trifecta going on right now. We had the Tyler hopped on a little bit ago, and then we had Brooks last week, and now we've got Mr. Palmer this week. So really fortunate to have him in. Mr. Palmer is the father of, like I said earlier, Tyler and Brooks, who we had on last week, and then Zach, who is uh, a little bit older than Brooks. And then he's also got a daughter, Grace. All of them have either graduated from Broughton or still at Broughton, so his his blood runs uh, purple and gold, you could say. And uh, he's been in the stands for years. He's seen a lot of – he's seen three sons come through the program, and he's seen a lot of Broughton basketball. And so that's why I'm super excited today to kind of sit down with Mr. Palmer and be able to pick his brain of Broughton stuff and basketball stuff. So uh, thanks for joining us, Mr. Palmer. Great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right, and we are going to go ahead and get it started here and just talk about – we talked a little bit about this last podcast with uh, Brooks, but we're going to talk now about the uh, the holiday tournament. And we didn't really touch as much on the Christ School game as we did the uh, Downey Christian game and a little bit of the Greenfield game. But um, how do you think – it? I mean, it took – we were super invested in that Greenfield game, and we held tight with them until the, you know, the, the very last couple seconds. And I think it was a really – it was a really tough loss, and uh, talking to a c- couple of our guys after that game, they were like, yeah, we, we really deserve to be in that one. We really deserve to get that one. Um, and it was definitely hard to kind of come back the following day after such a close loss and play for third place, which is not what we had planned on doing, but we had to come back and it, it took a lot of character to, to you know come back and play a cry school team that was you know bigger than we were. A lot of, I mean, pretty much every team that we've played so far has been bigger than we were, but they had two really big guys, and our guards and our, you know, bigger guys played their hearts out, and we ended up getting a, a big win against Christ School. How do you think that we bounced back in a, in a good way after that close loss to Greenfield? Well, I think going 2-1 and one in a tournament of that caliber is a great accomplishment. Um, as you noted, Christ School, I think, probably has at least three, maybe four or five Division One players on their team, uh, a lot of size. And to play as well as we did against that team, I think, is a good indicator for um, as conference play gears up. Um, thought, you know, kind of collectively, um, the defensive effort for you know, Jessup Lowe <laughs> had to guard a 6'10 kid and did a, a yeoman's job uh, of guarding Brandon Stone. Um, we, we played several different kids on uh, LeCue, who's a big-time player. Big-time. I mean, really out the gate, he had that huge dunk, and the crowd just sat on down. So. Yeah, but I thought Darian did a good job. Uh, Jalen, uh, several guys took turns uh, guarding him. And, and so um, a win, third place, no shame in that whatsoever. Not at all. And I think that um, Darian – Darian's style of defense has kind of become a fan favorite. He likes to he likes to face guard, and his emotion is just so his face is so straight. And when he gets up in their face, they Julian Newman had that technical on him, and then he got Lequeur riled up, and he also got a technical too. So it's I think the crowd's really invested in his his style of defense, and it's fun to watch. So definitely did a great job on him, and got a quality win against uh, Christ School to finish out for that third place. So it was a really great tournament, and uh, hopefully we'll have a good run next year but um next moving on uh, I think a lot of people 
early have been maybe concerned in our ability to match up with teams that have had a strong post presence. Um, if you look at us, we're not that big of a team. And then you look at a team like Christ School that had those two huge guys in the middle. And that's just a way to kind of, that would, I mean, putting it down low is just kind of a way that they could expose us. But they, uh, we played smart basketball, you know, playing good defense and, uh, didn't we don't really draw as many charges as we probably should, but somehow we just we we play Keyshawn plays really well. Gavin got some good run there for a little bit. We've really proved people wrong, you know that that we can play a really really good small ball. And wh- why do you think that teams have been struggling to kind of figure us out and match up with our small ball lineup? Um, I don't think Broughton's a lot of fun to play against. To be honest with you, I say that in a in a complimentary way. Uh, there's a, a just a defensive mindset to this team. Um, they're they're gritty. Um, all the kids seem to uh, relish playing defense. Um, we got even though we we lack some size, uh, kind of being as versatile as we are means that we can switch ball screens um, easily. Um, and um, you know, it's not on the defensive end, but we're so patient offensively with this group um, and so unselfish that when you make the other team play defense for 30 or 40 seconds on a possession, when they come back down court, a lot of times they're impatient. They want to, you know, score quickly. And I think that kind of works to our benefit. Yeah, I definitely uh, agree with you there. And I think that a lot of people just don't have the stamina to run with us. And I think that you see in, in the third and the fourth quarter that we really, and we've talked about this before on Cap Chat, that we really thrive in transition and that a lot of teams just, they can do it for a little bit and then we just kind of leave them in the dust. And I think that that really has shown lately. Um, and we've just got guys that can, we've we've got a really deep bench and we've got a lot of guys that can play are really versatile and can play three or four positions, which really comes in handy, you know, and Farrell can put them here or put them there. And um, it's just really, really nice that he has the flexibility to um, just look deep to his bench and know that he's got a lot of guys that can play different positions. So that that really came um, – that's a really nice tool to have in your back pocket, and it's um, really helped us so far. You know, we are still – we're in a good position right now go, um, going into the rest of our, our schedule. You know, we're 12-1. and one, and uh, although we did get snowed out this week, this is kind of going to fo- lead into my next question here. Um, we we were snowed out this week, and so both of our games against Leesville and Gibbons, which was going to be two really, really tough games, um, got postponed. What do you think having these days off without seeing the team, without practicing, um, might affect us come, come next week? We play Sanderson and Millbrook, and one of those postponed games might be st- stuck in next week. So... I mean, we've got Millbrook on next Friday, and we've got to be calibrated for that team. What do you think that those days off with the snow and staying at home, not every dude's going to go to the Y and work out. What do you think days off like that can kind of have an impact on how we play? Clearly, I think uh, there's the opportunity that that you'll have to knock a little rust off, but um, presumably the other teams are dealing with the exact same thing. I, I did see that Gibbons went to school today, so I guess they can practice today and maybe tomorrow on Saturday. Um, but you know everybody's kind of in the same boat. Um, hopefully, um, you know it'll be a quick turnaround. There's this. There's kind of a natural um, transition anyway uh, from the Christmas break into the real um, heavy focus of conference play. So um, hopefully there'll be no drop off. Yeah, that would be nice. I know that. Um, Bet a lot of guys got some shots up, so 
definitely shouldn't be too bad coming off the uh, the little inclement weather break, if you will, here. Um, what's one thing that so far as a spectator you've been really impressed with with our play, and what's one thing that you hope that we can improve come playoff time? Um, I think our offensive patience this year has been really good. Um, the, it, it's an unselfish group. Uh, they don't seem to care who uh, scores. We've had a variety of, of kids um, be the leading scorer. You really can't just shut down one person. Um, they hit the ball ahead. They hit the open man. Um, they drive and kick. Uh, they, we, we can play different speeds. You talked about the up-tempo. I do think, you know, the kind of their preference is to play fast. But, um, you know, when teams play zone against us, we're very deliberate and patient in a good way offensively um, for the most part, good shot selection. And as we talked on earlier, you know, defensively, um, we're, we're not a lot of fun to play against because I think you know all five kids that are on the floor at any one time are all very committed to, to being a good defensive unit. Um, rebounding is going to have to be a collective effort. Um, Keyshawn's done a great job, uh, but that's just you know every game it's going to have to be a point of emphasis because the Broughton squad's a little undersized. You put three of your own children through the program at Broughton. What does it mean to you that this is kind of your last rodeo, you know, since Tyler's a senior? Is it kind of surreal that this is the last Palmer to be playing Broughton basketball? It is, Trey. Um, I think we started going to games at Broughton. As you know, I'm a Broughton graduate myself. But kids um, in 98, I think, 98, 99, started going to Broughton games when they were little tykes, scoobers, as, as Chick would call them. And so they've seen, you know, Shavlik and Will Roach and Jeff Monroe and Chris Poole and lots of those guys come through. And, and to now, I think we had 11 straight years where we were had a kid playing um, basketball at Broughton. Uh, and it's kind of a bittersweet thing. Um, I'm, I'm sad to see it come to an end, but I'm also <laughs> happy to have some, some time to do some other things, uh, you know, next chapter in whatever I'll be doing in my spare time. Yeah, and, and like uh, Brooks talked about last week, this this isn't the end of the road for all of your kids. You've been able to see Zach and Brooks play at the next level. Hopefully Brooks will get the nod to play varsity next year on Carolina, which would be really cool. But do you think Tyler has any, any post-high school plans to play basketball? Um, my guess is he uh, would love to go to Chapel Hill um, if he got in there, which you know I think he's a competitive candidate. Uh, the opportunity to play JV is something that I think he's seen Zach and Brooks both um, enjoy a good bit, and uh, you know it's almost the perfect arrangement. It's uh, not quite as time intensive as being on the varsity. Uh, you get to be around the program, so if that opportunity presented itself, I'm sure Tyler would would jump at it. I don't think um, he would want to go to a Division three school and just to play basketball. I think for him, the, the college experience, um, going to a big school um, is, is more appealing than the just going somewhere to play basketball. Yeah, that'll be uh, be cool to see how that all plays out. And one, one last thing that I kind of wanted to talk about that we has been in the news lately is uh, Eddie Gray has announced that he, Garner, Garner head coach has announced that he is going to hang him up after a 
think it's 28 or 29 year career at Garner, um, and we've we've run into Garner a lot, you know, whether it be in, in the postseason or in um, the holiday tournament. We've uh, we've fallen at the feet of Coach Gray pl- plenty of times, and uh, it's kind of a he's he's kind of a local legend. His style of of coaching is definitely unique. He's very um, out there about how he feels, and um, he's not afraid to tell you when you do something wrong. But he's won a lot of games, and he's got a lot of good guys out there in college and and in the pros. And so, what what would it be like, you know, as far as triangle hoops culture is without Eddie Gray at Garner? <laughs> I don't know. To try to tell you how old I am, um, I I was refereeing high school basketball when Coach Gray first started. Uh, coach in basketball. He was a football coach. He was assistant football coach at Garner. And I can't recall the gentleman who was the basketball coach at Garner before Eddie got the job, but I was re- I was still refereeing. Uh, so it's been a long time. Uh, Garner's always uh, very athletic. Um, uh, seeing them play in the holiday tournament, they um, try to speed people up. Um, just a lot of depth. Uh, I, there are very few weaknesses in in how they play. It will be a, a challenging task for any team to beat them once state tournament play gets here. So, um, yeah, they looked Eddie. fantastic in the holiday tournament. I yeah. think they won their bracket, um, and they've just got, like you said, they're very very athletic, and they've got guys that can really stretch the floor, um, and guys that have been in the program for a while. So, they'll definitely be a a lethal team to play in the playoffs, but just kind of crazy that Coach Coach Gray is finally calling it quits. But we'll see who takes over that job. And then, um, ra- kind of wrapping up here, a couple polls came out this week. Just kind of this is kind of our last question here. And uh, in the News and Observer area poll, Broughton fell six spots to number nine um, below Greenfield, Athens, and a couple other teams. Um, and then the NC Preps poll came out, and we were number two. What do you think? What do you think it means to not? I mean, we don't get a, we don't get a lot of love from from the press t- per se. I don't know if you've noticed that, but uh, wh- why do you think that is? You saying that there's an anti-Broughton bias? Yeah, so, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't put a whole lot of stock in the in the various uh, polls. My guess is I don't I don't even know who is involved in in doing those. I don't know if there's a sample size of more than one person. And, you know, uh, how many games do you see or does the person see of those particular teams? You know, we beat Athens, not to take anything away from Athens, but Broughton beat Athens earlier in the year fairly soundly. Um, So, you know, kind of, I I don't, it'll all work itself out in the postseason. There's a tournament for a reason, and it'll allow the the better teams to to advance, and it's... uh, Unlike the college football playoff, there's not a panel that'll decide it. It'll be all be decided on the hardwood. Yeah, and that's uh, one thing that we're really looking forward to, kind of closing out the last third of the of the season here. And you get all, you can get all of the uh, best stats and analysis and all that good stuff here on CapChat, the official independent voice of Broughton Athletics. Um, that's all the time we have today in episode 15 of CapChat with Mr. Palmer. Mr. Palmer, thanks for joining us today. Great to be with you. Enjoyed it. Like I've said before, we are now on iTunes, so all you got to do is just go in the podcast app and search either CapChat or Trey Walker, and it'll be the first thing that pops up, and you just hit subscribe, and you'll be notified whenever a new CapChat is posted, and we're, we've always been on SoundCloud, so uh, be sure to hit us up on, on those 
outlets, and uh, you can get all the, the good news and stuff, and we will see you next week.